Uh, the next uh, segment we're going to introduce is uh, very pleased actually to have Tony serve in the studio. I don't know if you want to make your way around to a microphone, Tony. He's floating around the studio with a camera. You may recognise the name. I'm not going to name the station that. Uh, He's uh, been a DJ on for a number of years, but uh, look, he's a mainstream a DJ, a, a DJ, uh, radio presenter, me. broadcaster, whatever you yes, want to call him. Today, have but no respect. He's no indeed, but guys. he's uh, he's a mainstream media uh, veteran. DJ. But he, he's uh, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's, uh, he's not journalist. He's not succumbed to the dark side, despite perhaps uh, taking up residence on the Death Star, one might say. Um, no, he's, he's, he's one of us, and uh, look, he's, he's, he's in the studio now to give us, give us a bit of a, a boost, and a bit of a boost generally for independent media. And we're going to go to a bit of a pre-record now, a bit of a chat that uh, Karun Cowper, who's uh, a new addition to the Indie Media Show, Karun Cowper and I had a bit of a chat with Tony about the importance of independent media and actually the Assange uh, theme, which is a bit of a theme, for tonight came up again as well. So here's uh, the chat we had earlier with Tony. Tony Servitt, it's great to have you in the studio this evening on this uh, special edition of the Indie Media Show. Of course, it's Radiothon 2012, and we thought it would be an opposite time to bring someone like yourself into the studio to discuss uh, the importance of, of independent media. Uh, you've got a, a, a rich and long uh, history uh, in uh, the, the broadcasting medium, in uh, mainstream media and in independent media. Can you tell us, uh, to you as someone with so much experience, how important is independent uh, media? These days it's everything and there's a catch, fry, catch cry out on the Twitterverse, which is Be The Media. And for the first time in human history, ordinary people everywhere in the world just about where they can get to a, an internet connection is connected in real time. Now that means a big boon for mainstream media because as you've seen, they'll use the little live streams from uh, Damascus and Aleppo and Tahrir Square. And in many ways, the online private citizen um, universe has scared the hell out of mainstream media. The reason for that, uh, Alex, is that uh, as we speak, the mainstream media or corporate media business model has been collapsing like a whole pile of dominoes. We saw with the recent restructure at Fairfax that um, they're in all sorts of trouble because they didn't hear the warnings about five years ago that life in future was going to be online. But um, old mainstream journos and young geeks and retired mums are all getting together and saying, oh, you guys can debate it all you like. What we're going to do is get out there, source credible information, share it with everyone we can, and create a growing global network. And it's the most powerful thing in my mind in human history. might sound like hyperbole or I'm getting too excited about uh, my Twitter. But the reality is uh, we're talking in real time to people under fire in Aleppo. Uh, we took you to Tahrir Square. We were instrumental in the, uh, in the first response to the uh, Fukushima disaster. Um, we've been instrumental despite government unpreparedness and things like the Armadale bushfire. Uh, Twitter helped save uh, any loss of life in, in that tragedy. And it really is, we're creating these ad hoc and global networks um, far more quickly than anyone can measure. But we are seeing uh, a measured response, and you know that you're having an impact when mainstream media journos come after the citizen journos. You're not really journos, you haven't had the training. Yeah, we don't wear makeup and um, we don't uh, do things for the boys. I think that is another difference apart from the uh, formal training that, uh, that they make as a distinction. Tony, we had a uh, situation uh, the other night with uh, uh, Julian Assange holed up in the, in the Ecuadorian embassy 
and we had uh, a, a chap, uh, uh, shall we say, a, a butthead like myself, really. Uh, all power to him and maximum respect to him. But you know, he's just an ordinary person who's who's got a live stream on the situation there. I think he had something like twenty thousand people, uh, you know, viewing it at the time. I mean, that the power of that is is you know is hard to you know to quantify. Indeed, you know? and, and Julian uh, pointed to that quite pointedly. Um, in saying that without you people witnessing this, none of this would have happened. The secrets would have been um, shelved. Uh, those responsible would have escaped. The practices would have continued. More innocent people would have died. And just the fact that people on Twitter, uh, who a lot of people think is a waste of time, where we share what uh, news of what we're eating, what in fact is happening is that we're bearing witness. And there's even, uh, it's happening on a formal level. And anyone listening, if you want to be part of a global movement who's doing that uh, and getting free instruction, there's groups like witness.org. And you guys know Peter Gabriel from Games Without Frontiers, etc. After the Rodney King bashing, and that went on video, he and a few mates got and set this up to empower people like our listeners on how to do the recording back then. And now they've got things like expert stuff on how to live stream from a protest, your rights uh, if confronted by police and told to hand over your, your password, your camera or whatever. And everyone's getting empowered with this knowledge and to me that's the most exciting thing. Knowledge wants to be free. Truth wants to be free. And now not only are there groundswells in communities around the world, these little devils like us are, are all interconnecting and we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Now, it might sound like a radical nonsense, but if you think about it, there has been a truly global network in the past, and it was set up by people like the Rothschilds who worked out that um, um, if they used the new Overland Telegraph service, they could find out which spices were coming in from the, from the East Indies, and the first ever stock exchange, those casinos of business people, was launched in Holland to take advantage of him getting this insider information. And their global network, sometimes in real time, has existed for well over a hundred years now ordinary people black white and brindle with all the languages of the world have got their own and it's a major challenge to power hence the crackdown on Julian Assange on WikiLeaks on Occupy Indignados Anonymous and um, you know all I can say to the people who've woken up the threat of equality is expect us Tony Surf there, and a bit of shameless uh, cross-promotion. I'm told that uh, Tony Surf's Twitter feed is very illuminating, very informative, so do uh, check it out, and uh, hopefully we'll have Tony on the show again soon.